Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, thanks for sitting in with us again today. T.M. Franklin started her career writing nonfiction in a television newsroom where she worked for nine years as a major market television news producer. It garnered her two regional Emmy Awards before she resigned to become a full-time mom and a part-time freelance writer. Her first published novel, More, M-O-R-E, was well-received being selected as a finalist in the 2013 Kindle Book Review Best Indie Book Awards, as well as winning the suspense thriller division of the Blogger Book Fair of the Reader's Choice Awards. So, I mean, if, if you're going to leave the newsroom and you're a little worried, I don't know, Tammy, you've had some success. Well, you know, so far it, it, it's kind of uh, you, you try to build an audience and you just kind of do what you can and, and hope for the best. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's nice, well, it's nice to have. Oh, absolutely. Well, and thanks for joining us today. Were, were you at all a little worried about quitting your full-time job or, or were you really kind of ready to make the transition? Oh, at that time I was. I, I just had my second son, and I was ready to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, it, I mean, I loved working in TV, but, you know, it's hard on your family. You just kind of have to be ready to work all the time, uh, go in at odd hours. And, um, you know, once I stayed home for my maternity leave, I just talked to my husband and said, you know what, <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time for me to leave. So it was a good decision for us. When did you start, after you left um, and, and were at home, how long did it kind of start taking you to start putting these characters pen to paper um, and, and, and go in the writing direction? Well, I st- actually started writing a novel not long after um, I left. I mean, it took a long time. I worked on it for years. Um, and I, I finished a novel, and I queried it. Um, I started querying it to different agents, and it really was pretty awful. <laughs> and we'll probably never see the light of day. Um, but one agent actually responded to me and said, you know, um, he, gave, he gave me some great advice. And he said, just keep writing. He pointed out some, you know, flaws in what I had done and um, encouraged me to, to keep practicing. So I, that's when I actually started writing some stuff online. Um, and so I did that for a while where you could kind of get kind of immediate feedback um, and then after I'd done that for probably for a couple of years, then I started writing more. And I started writing more during um, National Novel Writing Month, which is um, during the month of November every year, they have this challenge to write a novel, 50,000 words, in uh, 30 days. So I decided, you know, at that point, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do this during that, that month. And I didn't finish it, but I got, you know, 55,000 words of it done. So um, a good portion of it done during NaNoWriMo. Well, that is really interesting, and th- there's been so many great writers who've come out of um, those writing exercises and have written some really great novels, so it's interesting that you're just another one of those people, and also, um, I-, I don't know if the online thing that you were doing was 
involved in fan fiction and all, but there's been so many people that I've talked to that were writing in the fan fiction realm and getting some amazing feedback and critiques and, and again, exercising their writing skills through these writer workshops within a, a fan fiction realm. Yeah, it was fan fiction. And, and you know, it is really – um, it is really useful. Um, it's great. First of all, you're writing. You're writing constantly, and that's anyone who writes will tell you that that's like an important thing to do. Just write all the time. So you know you do that, and there is a little, little bit of pressure because people start expecting you to you know bring them new chapters and bring them new chapters. So you want to get it done, um, but you also do get a lot of that immediate feedback, and that's something you don't get with you know when you're writing books. Um, you know, you get reviews on Amazon or, you know, via bloggers and things like that. But this chapter by chapter um, feedback, um, oh, I like this, what happened to so-and-so, um, and being able to have that kind of interaction with readers, you know, is really unique, um, you know, to online writing and, and in particular to fan fiction. Mm -hmm. And your writing genre that, that you seem to stay within right now seems to be young adult. Do you write specifically for that, or, or is that just kind of how it evolves? Um, I decided, actually, when I started more, I decided I wanted to write young adult. Uh, one of the main reasons is because my son at the time was, he was 14, I think, when I started writing it. And I just, he, he reads those kind of books. He likes fantasy. He likes, you know, paranormal type of books. And I wanted something that he could read. Um, and so that was kind of my mindset behind kind of gearing it towards um, young adult. At the same time, I also read a lot of young adult, and it's just something that I enjoy. So, um, you know, it, it just seems like a natural fit now, um, fit for me to go that direction. Well, young adult is really one of the fastest growing categories in, in the book genre. And, and young adult really doesn't, it, it kind of label, is, is misleading of a label because it makes you think young adult being young teenager, but more than ever, older adults Young in the young adult <laughs> would be reading a lot. Divergent came out of there. Uh, Hunger Games, Twilight. So you're seeing a lot of 20s, 30s, 40s reading young adults. Oh yeah, there's a huge you know, and you know something that Twilight really did is they it, it kind of brought that out for more moms are reading with their daughters. Um, you, it's you really it really gave a boost to that. But yeah, I think a lot of adults read young adult. I mean, I have for years, and I'm way out of that demographic. <laughs> Me too, sort of. Mentally, but chronologically, yes. Mentally, no. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But yeah, me too. <laughs> what's the new adult category that seems to be surfacing that I'm hearing so much about? Yeah, that's a relatively uh, a relatively new genre, and um, a lot when more came out, a lot of people said, well, it should be new adult because um, Ava, the main character, is in college; she's 19, and um, uh, so new adult is kind of that bridge between young adult and adulthood. Uh, you know, they say like 18 to 25-ish, um, where the, main, the characters are in that age. And I tend to think of it as young adult is more about uh, who the story is written for. It's the target audience. And it also, I look at it more like young adult is PG-13, generally. You know what you're getting. You're getting, um, you know, you're not going to have any explicit sex scenes or lots of graphic language where new adult might be more towards rated R. Um, it doesn't have to be because, like I said, new adult is geared towards the age of the characters and young adult is, is more phrased towards the target audience. So they're, they're, they kind of overlap a lot um, in, that, in that sense. Mm -hmm. So young adult 
that, that, that that's a good way to put it. It would be more like PG-13, so you're not going to have a lot of that graphic language or violence or, or explicit sex um, that, that you might see in an older adult type of books. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's how I look at it. Now, there's a lot of debate over that and what, you know, qualifies something as young adult versus new adult, but that's that's kind of how I understand it. Well, you started out with the Moore Trilogy, which started out more, and then the second book, The Guardians, just came out, and that's kind of a science fiction um, thriller genre. And then the third, it's, it's a trilogy, so the third book, 12, is going to come out in the fall. Yeah, it comes out on October 9th. Um, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see you know how that does and how I'm a little nervous about the last book. There's a lot of pressure on the third book of a trilogy. Every time you hear people talking about a third book, you, you don't want people to be disappointed. <laughs> you know, I don't want to bring up any trilogies that have been around, but uh, you know that's my biggest fear. Is I want people to I want it to be exciting enough to be satisfying, uh, not too over the top. But I hope that it you know it resolves uh, and the people who who've enjoyed the first two books will enjoy it as well. Yeah, that's that, that does have a, to be a lot of pressure because now with social media, people are right there to immediately tell you what they think, and a lot of times they they just don't hold back. Oh, that's or bad. definitely true. <laughs> that is definitely true. And then what I'm really looking forward to as well is you have this new book coming out in just a few weeks, How to Get Ansley Bishop to Fall in Love with You. And to me, that's it just shows you my my um, level. I, I really am in the young adult category. Um, but I could really see this being like on the Disney family channel it would be a great movie and something that i think a family would enjoy together uh, i'm really looking forward to, to that book coming out and was it as fun to write as it it, it seems like it would be it really was i mean I, I wanted to write a story about a boy who was maybe a little different and kind of awkward um and maybe not in the popular crowd but he's he's okay with that I wanted. I didn't want him to think he had to go through this makeover or become something different in order to get the girl to fall in love with him. And so the idea of Oliver being this guy who, who makes lists for everything, he has a list for everything he wants to accomplish, and he decides to make a list to get Ainsley Bishop to fall in love with him. And uh, I, just, I just thought that was a fun idea. It was a little bit of a, a break for me writing-wise, writing it between the second and third books of more, to just do something kind of humorous and light and just romantic and, and just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, it, it seems like that that would be really fun to to write. And and there's so many components now to writing a book. There's book trailers and there's social media and there's your online marketing. And and you have a book trailer that that goes with this as well. Do do you do your own trailers or do you have someone who who does them for you? I actually I actually do do my own. Um I it was a learning process, but, um, you know, you can learn pretty much anything online these days. <laughs> so I learned how to use Windows Live Movie Maker, and um, that's what I use to make my trailers. And, um, you know, it's trial and error. My first one was way too long. This last one, I think Ainsley is my favorite one that I've done so far because it's nice and short. It's less than a minute long, um, and it was really fun to make as well. You know, with the, with the subject matter, it can make it a little um, lighthearted, and that was a lot of fun. Is that something that readers are coming to expect now? Is that there there will be a book trailer associated with the book? 
I think it's pretty commonplace. I don't know that readers necessarily expect it or even need it, but I think that, you know, as an author, I think that we're always looking for ways to kind of um, set our work apart and kind of grab someone's attention, um, especially uh, we were talking earlier about just the influx of um, opportunities for uh, independently published, self-published authors, and there's just a lot of books out there. And to kind of um, get attention for your for your uh, for your releases, um, you need to try different things. And uh, you know, book trailers are just one aspect of that. Yeah, it's it's a very competitive market. There's like we were saying that there's kind of good and bad to that. Is that you have more capability now to reach a broader more audience from around the world, really, um, but you're also, it's it's makes it easier for more people to write, so there's a lot more competition. But I think the reader really wins because it makes everybody really be on their game and write quality things, and um, competition is always good. It brings out the best in us. Um, so I, I, I think agree, the reader yeah. really wins. Yeah, that's really true. And I think, you know, with the big influx, uh, you know, of self-published um, titles, you know, within the past few years, at first it was just there was everything. People would write anything and stick it up there. And I think um, people are going to ha- are having to be a lot more diligent about the quality of what they're we're putting up there because, as we were talking about social media, people will get on and slam something if they don't like it, and that spreads like wildfire. So. Um, you know, we, we do have to, even, you know, for self-published authors, for independently published authors, we all have to make sure we're putting out a quality product. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that the readers, if, if they believe in it, they'll really stick with you and become extremely loyal throughout well, just what you've done. You've written more, which is a you know, sci-fi kind of thriller, but then you have How to Get Anne Bishop to Fall in Love, which is completely different, but yet the audience goes along with you on that. Well, I hope so. We'll see. We'll see on June 12th when it comes out. <laughs> you know, there are people. There's. Uh, I know one of the uh, one of the ARC reviewers was saying. She messaged me. She said I was expecting. You know, there to be. Where was the paranormal? <laughs> I was expecting there to be some magic or something because most of my stories have that. And I said, nope. This one, the only magic is love. <laughs> so uh-huh. you know, but she enjoyed it. But you know, it's just. It's it's difficult when you write something a little bit different from what your people are used to seeing, but I hope that they'll give it a shot and enjoy it. How does one kind of present um, a, a book maybe for consideration to TV or film? Do, do you have to get an agent to do that, or are they scouring, looking online, and, and it's just random that they come across you? How is the public? Because I, I know everything's really changing right now in publishing. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, I, the idea of a movie is like so, that's like, I mean, it, that would be amazing, but it's so far beyond what I'm even thinking of at, at this point. You know, I'm just trying to write books and <laughs> get them out there and hopefully mm-hmm. people will read them. Um, you know, so I don't know. I would imagine you would probably have to have an agent to try to do something like that. Yeah. Well, I personally see that that's going to be a good fit. So I'm going to read it and I'm sure I'm going to really enjoy it. But uh um, I, I think it reaches a wide demographic. And I'm really excited to read the more. I talked to someone yesterday, and they're like, oh, I, I read the first book more. I loved it. I've downloaded Guardians. I'm going to read it this weekend. And I said, well, you know, the, the third book's coming out, I believe, in October. And they're like, what? I didn't know them. So um, there's a, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, – and, and this was just 
you know, someone that I really hadn't even talked books to before. We were just talking about who's going to come on the show tomorrow, and she had read your books and someone right in her Kindle library to start reading this weekend. So it was just a coincidence that that even, that even happened. But what, what was making me think about um, bringing these books to TV was I just saw Soul Keepers by um, G.P. Ching, who has, it was a, um, a YA trilogy it just got picked up and I read that on the Hollywood Reporter and I thought oh there they are they're looking around at these YA books and, and they're making films and and TV out of them and so I do know that that they're they are looking around I just wasn't sure how all those dots connect yeah I'm not sure either <laughs> I mean it, it, you know they're welcome to come call me anytime <laughs> Heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you made a lot of friends through online writing. It, it seems to be a very tight group, um, uh, and, and you still all kind of work together and and um, support each other, even as everybody's putting out their own books and, and really busy doing all of their own personal marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's you know it, it's it can be a very isolating thing writing um, and so um, it's it's good to have a support system especially of other authors who kind of you know they know what you're going through and you guys can you can chat with each other and rant to each other and not do it on social media because that's a really bad idea <laughs> um, and kind of get things off your chest and you know exchange ideas and it, it's yeah it's it's I find it really important to me to to have that kind of system. Was it Fifty Shades, do you think, that really blew this door open? Or or was it Twilight was just a, a book, right, and then it became a movie. But then it seemed like Fifty mm-hmm. Shades kind of, to me, and I, and I could be wrong because I, I, I kind of wasn't there when all this was really percolating at that time. Um, but it, it seemed like to me, from my point of view, that Fifty Shades kind of opened the door wider for everybody to um, start getting their books out there and having more people look to independent uh, authors for um, I think that's definitely true. Material. Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely true. And it's, you know, regardless of what you think about Fifty Shades, because I know some people love it and some people hate it. And actually my publisher, it was the original publisher of Fifty Shades of Grey, Coincidentally, um, but I think it really did. It it it, it was a, just such an enormous blockbuster success, and it just m- m- opened up a lot of doors for um, you know independent publishing, for self publishing, uh, and, and it 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 just showed that you know you didn't have to be with the big five in order to you know be successful. And I and you know in the wake of that, you have um, all these little indie publishing houses opening up. You have uh, self-publishing, you know, going crazy. You have all the, I, I mean, I think part of it too, uh, you know, what work that's going on with Amazon to make it more accessible um, to authors. Ingram, one of the distributors, is like really uh, has made some uh, some strides, you know, to work more with self-published and indie published authors and make books available to bookstores. I mean, all that. Um, I wouldn't say it's all credited to Fifty Shades of Grey, but I think that really had a huge impact, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it even forced those big five to make adjustments in the way that they do business. It's not the good oh, old absolutely. boys anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was actually looking at some interesting pie charts this morning about, um, you know, 
income for indie, pub, indie um, publishing versus traditional publishing versus uh, backlist authors versus new authors. And, you know, they're really having to pull their pants up and start running with the crowd in order to compete um, because, you know, it's, it's getting a lot easier. There's more of a system in place for these um, indie published and self-published authors. And, um, you know, traditional publishers have to take notice um, that, you know, a lot of money is going there. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what that means in the future. Absolutely. Well, it's really an exciting time uh, for publishing and writing and to be a reader because really the world is at your fingertips if you're a reader. So if you're not a writer, almost anything that you could imagine you want to read about is probably a accessible to you now and there's all these really great people out there who now are writing and that just again it's a win-win for everyone and and it really is an exciting an exciting time to 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 be a reader and probably a moviegoer as a lot of these um ways uh, these things find their way to to hollywood um but your books are available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all over the place. So they, um, people can go to tmfranklin.com and they can and, and you link to everybody from there. Yep, absolutely. It's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iBooks, Kobo, and directly from the publisher. But all the links are on my website. <clears throat> all right, that's tmfranklin.com and the more trilogy. If, if you're into trilogies and, and you don't want to wait, you don't really have to wait on this one because the first two books are out and the third book is coming in October. So we actually have a date. What, what, what I always kind of struggle with is when I get into a book and then I find out that there, it's a trilogy and it's like the first one and there's no end in sight to when the others are going to come out. I, I always try to kind of wait on those. So this one, it's ready for you. It gives you a couple months to read more in The Guardians and then 12 will be out in October. So that's really exciting. And then how to get um, Ansley Bishop to fall in love with you, that comes out June 12th. That is right. And if I can just mention one more thing, I'm going to be working with some local young adult and new adult authors on a book tour this summer from July 18th to August 18th. We're going all around the Northwest. So information on that's on my website as well. There's about oh, eight of us going to be together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Great. And, and, and it's all authors from, from the Northwest together? Yep. All local authors, um, some young adult, some new adult. And we're going to be, we have a, we're going to be in Kennewick, downtown Seattle, Bainbridge Island, Silverdale, uh, Bellevue. So we're still working out all the venues, but we're just going to be all over the place. <laughs> oh, great. Well, how fun is that? That will be really, really fun. Are, are you going to make it over to the east side of the state or down to Portland or anything like that? We'll be, we'll be at the Barnes & Noble in Kennewick. Um, okay. I believe uh, July 19th. So that's going to be our east side stop. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, there's a lot of readers in Kennewick over there in the, in the Tri-Cities area. And, and if they're not coming your way, you can order online um, at tmfranklin.com and she will hook you up from to any avenue that, uh, in which you read on a Nook or a Kindle or e-reader or iBook or whatever. Um, and then you can stay up with the book tour and people can come out and meet you and actually have their physical books signed. Um, that, that's the great thing about a physical book is you can actually get it signed and you know, have that hard copy with you. Yeah, that's, that is a lot of fun. I enjoy that myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Tammy. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be reading Ansley Bishop, and I know I'm going to fall in love with that book. It's just right up my alley. It's kind of stuff that I read, although <laughs> I did read Fifty Shades. Everybody knows that. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I also, you know, I'm just not that. I also like like other things. So, um, And I'm, I'm really going to like this one. And I think I'm going to read the Moore Trilogy, too, just because I've just heard so much good things about it. So it was, it was really a pleasure getting to be able to talk with you. I know you're from Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It's uh, it's great to finally get to talk with you online, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So thanks for having me on, Lori. No problem. No problem. Um, hang on the line, and I'll be right back. Okay. All right. You can find more at tmfranklin.com, and you can support just you know absolutely nice and wonderful people putting some fantastic work out there. And you know we're always supporting um, people like that. Nice people doing great things. So this is a Seattle show. Tammy's from the Seattle area. We're going to play out to science and the Seattle song. It only is appropriate. Thank you. 
Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.